Welcome to another episode of Voyages. Voyages is a podcast where I, Gaurav, speak to successful business and technology leaders to share their journey with everyone. Our next guest on the podcast is Sairi Chahal. Sairi is the founder and CEO of Shiro's, a community platform for women. Over a million women have been directly benefited. And under Sairi's leadership, Shiro's aims to impact over 100 million women in the next five years. She has an MPhil degree from JNU and a PGDBM from IMT Ghaziabad. Welcome to the podcast, Sairi. It's such a pleasure to have you on board. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Fantastic. So I think Sairi is synonymous with Shiro's. So let's talk about Shiro's. You know, what is Shiro's and uh, what problem does it fall for working women and perhaps women entrepreneurs? Right. So I think um, the, the simplest way to understand Shiro's is hashtag women's internet. I think... The fundamental thesis of, I think, all my work is that, hey, you know, we we are the internet, I think, maybe 1.0, 2.0, and now maybe 3.0 generation. Uh, we are entering the crypto age. But but the truth is, uh, it it is, uh, I think, maybe after electricity, it is the single largest, uh, uh, you know, single largest uh, ben- uh, impact on all our lives, right? We can't even imagine a life, a day without internet. And I think the parallel to that is that we're also a country with a massive gender gender gap. You know, we're always in the lowest ranking next to Libya and, you know, Yemen and so on and so forth. So I think we have a long way to go. And Shiroz is basically an attempt at building a product uh, that, that puts these two perspectives in mind. You know, and of course, I think we started as a jobs and careers platform and we're very focused on working women and women in metros. But as we've grown and as internet in India has grown and as the uh, India story is playing out, we, we're basically now an ecosystem for women online. You know, so when women come to Shiro's, they, first of all, they're entering a women-only space, which is a very strong cultural construct, right? I mean... I mean, all over the country, we know of women-only spaces, and actually, women-only spaces are also very strong financial models. You know, so Asha workers and microfinance and all of that. So, we're a women-only space. You can express yourself freely. You can you can hang out, but you can also look for work. And as as the internet evolves, we are also evolving into uh, what's happening into rest rest of the internet. Everybody's a micro entrepreneur, so Shiro's is actually now a community marketplace. Uh, everybody is is a maker, creator, micro entrepreneur, nano entrepreneur, and and that that peer to peer commerce is now happening on Shiro's. Uh, so and and of course we've just set up Mahila Mani, which is a neo bank for women. So I think if you if you look at it, your Shiro's ID serves as a as a one-stop shop for you online, you can you can hang out, you can create selfies, you can find other women, you can look for legal advice. We run a counseling helpline, but you can also look for work. You can look for remote work. We run a remote work business. You can you can set up your shop online. You can become an entrepreneur, and then we have these massive partnerships with likes of Google and Unilever, where there is something for you to take away. Like we we're just about. Uh, getting into phase two of our accelerator, where 50,000 rural women entrepreneurs are being accelerated, you know, to increase their incomes and livelihood. So the thesis of Shiro is very simple. When a woman comes to us, she benefits from us directly. And that could mean her identity, her financial identity or emotional identity. That could mean her network. It could mean uh, support. And of course, access to money is like a massive 
point in our in our ecosystem. So yeah, that's what Shiro's is, and that's the thesis of all my work. Sounds awesome, you know. As 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 we all know, Shiro's uh, definitely uh, you know a company, a brand which is now very very well known. Uh, and ever since I've known you, I think we interacted about three four years ago initially, and uh, you know it's kind of just. Um, even I started, you know, googling around and trying to understand what the company does, and just realized how massive it is. I actually did not know that before. But you talked interestingly about, you know, the whole the gender disparity or gender gap in India. Uh, Sari, what do you think is the main reason for that? Why, why why does it even exist? Why are we so you know so low in the ranking? Any thoughts around that? So look, we are a patriarchal society, right? So we are we are patriarchal. Uh, we are we have a lot of conditioning, right? So. Uh, you know, I mean, there are still homes in this country where, you know, women, um, women pretty much don't have a voice, right? They don't have a voice, they don't have an identity. Uh, and I think somewhere along the way, as a country, uh, we haven't invested enough in gender equality, you know, so, so there are policy frameworks that allow you to bring women up to par. So there are countries who've done very well, Sweden, for example, Norway, for example, but obviously they are the North Star. But there are ways to sort of, you know, change this uh, metric, one of which is women in workforce, right? So, so if you look at today in India, women in workforce is not a policy priority for us. We are a country where you have the skilling ministry and you have the commerce ministry and you have the women's ministry, but none of these ministries are really talking about women in the workplace or women in workforce or women's contribution to the GDP. So we, we've not had a policy priority. Two, I think we, uh, we also uh, haven't invested enough in women per se, you know, I mean, uh, like the sole job of women's ministry is still, still uh, very, very fundamental goals of, you know, vaccination and malnutrition. I mean, they're important goals, but as a country, we, we don't have the focus on gender equality for the size of country we should, you know, because what it means is it, it helps us move our, our GDP needle. It helps us build a more gender equal society. And of course, it's the right thing to do. But, uh, and look, I mean, uh, it, it, the, the patterns of patriarchal frameworks are hard to break, you know, and, uh, you know, whichever room you're sitting in, whether it is the cabinet or whether it is uh, CEO's council or it is, uh, it is uh, you know, somewhere else. These are, these are patterns that are all pervasive. So policy is a big part of it. And of course, I think uh, technology is a big mover, you know, at least policy moves slowly. Technology can hack it, you know, at least at Shiro's, we know that if you build great products, consumers, Consumers will adopt it. So consumer adoption is one of the biggest mover of, you know, any trend. I mean, we can say all all we want about renewable energy, but when somebody makes a cool and sexy car like Tesla, it just changes everything, right? So, so there there are approaches to moving the needle. Uh, policy is a big one, and at at heart, the long term changes still come from policy. But uh, you know, as as a technology founder, as a product founder. Uh, that's the second option. And of course, I think there's still a lot of work around uh, awareness building, information building, stakeholder engagement. No, no doubt that's all important work. But uh, I, as a country, we, we, we still aren't invested enough in it. You know? I mean, countries like Bangladesh have gone ahead and changed their entire economic outlook based on how they've invested in women. 
you know so it is actually uh, um, uh, it is actually a playbook you know and a lot of countries have reaped from this playbook and and it's not just good for the women of that country it's good for that damn country that that takes up this policy intervention or puts it on a policy map but uh, we are yet to get there yeah but, but do you think that we are slowly getting there like do you see any improvements over past few years or is it like just the same as we probably when you started this venture you know we we are two step forward one step back a little bit we are very uh, i think we like the idea but we aren't committed to it now yeah 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 uh, we are very very uh, uh opportunistic about it we do these things when they work for us but the moment they get hard we we drop the ball and we run away so uh and these things need consistent follow up over a period of time i mean these are things that need 5 10 year interventions uh you know and consistent planning gender budgeting for every decision that's taken uh and these are hard sort of things i mean there are other things that are right like the women parliamentary bill that's been waiting uh there is equal representation of women at let's say panchayat level these are all important questions right but these are also hard questions they need both political commitment as well as uh, overall commitment i think uh the corporate sector is a little aware of these things but uh you know for for the might corporate sector has it 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 still puts this on a very meager pedestal you know like this 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 i think people need to start putting their money where their mouth is and that's not happening there's a lot of lot of conversations i've been around everybody says it's the right thing to do but you know it's the same thing like uh, if you want to stop using plastics you need alternatives you need to sort of invest in the alternatives so i think is the same thing we are saying that plastic is bad but we're not investing enough in the alternatives we are not investing enough in 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 sort of putting you know this this whole piece in the map like i'll give you an example i think we were the first company in india to talk about remote work with fleximons okay and obviously 10 years ago fleximons was a very uh, it was really outlandish as an idea but we still sort of got that rolling and until the pandemic happened it was still mildly outlandish you know it was not it was basically being pursued as an idea to favor women who wanted remote work and not as an economic idea and look here we are you know and uh, you know the world's change around us so i think there is still a lot of resistance around change so whether it is changing behaviors around let's say remote work or you know parental leave or or things like that or uh, or uh you know really sort of making sure that that our 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 vision and our budgets match you know i think you know these are these are things that that are hard to do but um, no we we yet not there you know we are really actually given our potential and given our ambition we are definitely not there yeah i agree i mean so definitely i think i think this the change is slow but it's there i think it will take us several years like you said it's it's all in the mindset i think that's even i believe that it's all in the mindset you know this is that we have to start accepting it as normal you know we just have to make sure that we accept you know that uh, you know the women workforce the women entrepreneurs can do as much contribution as as the male equivalent can do you know that belief when it starts coming in i think everything will just start just start changing that's you know, that's how i kind of personally take up think about it yeah. so yeah so sorry you know we we know about shiro you know we've seen the platform we've we've seen your work you know so all the 
all the you know all the hows and the whens and the whats are probably sorted out but what is really missing for me is you know the why so you know what really motivates you to do this why did you start this venture you know what really motivates and excites you to get you know there are hundreds of business problems you know which entrepreneurs typically think about when they start their ventures why did you pick this one right so look i think we're all uh, uh, we're all a product of our our own experiences and are uh, no different uh, to me the the women we serve at heroes are are really the you know uh, women i know in my life and the woman i am you know i mean i grew up in small town india i have uh, you know there isn't uh, there isn't a lot of difference between their lives and my lives their challenges and my challenges uh, and i think the only difference is one i got a little lucky uh, early on you know with 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 early career breaks and and uh, insight into build, building products and the world of technology but second is also uh, just just the courage to say hey let's take a stab at this you know i mean these are also opportunities right in front of us every everything that looks like this massive challenge is also an opportunity so to me it is very very personal and i think um, it's also a little bit of um, you know alice in wonderland right the more you do something the more more invested you become so it's uh, it it is a question of being able to go deep and stay with something i mean look hard problems take years to solve they are not you know they are not a two year startup that you know you just put a seed and then you know you get an exit at the end of two years uh, doesn't work like that so if 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 you're going to work on something which is a hard problem then you got to commit to it and sort of evolve with it you know like in our journey we have evolved constantly every year we are a different company because we are also responding to what's happening so to me this is personal and also i think a little bit of timing right like we started in a pre whatsapp era pre geo era the number of women online was much smaller and look at where we are so it's also maybe uh, the time and place factor this this is a hard problem in india we're sitting in india today uh, like it, it wouldn't be very relevant if i was sitting in berlin i was sitting in you know uh, uh, elsewhere in seoul or elsewhere right so i think it's kind of a, a time and place and of course everything everything in my life has kind of led me to it right so you know it's there's a lot of conspiracy behind this i would say that universe has been at and i think uh, that's what it is and uh, to be honest uh, you know like मुझे और कुछ दिखाई नहीं देता सो यू नो वी ऑल हैव ब्लाइंड स्पॉट्स बट दिस दिस इज व्हाट आई सी द मोस्ट राइट लाइक आई एम एबल टू प्लग दिस आउट इन माय ओन कॉन्टेक्स्ट एंड वर्क विद इट एंड स्टे विद इट लॉन्ग इनफ स्टे विद इट लॉन्ग इनफ विदाउट बीइंग टायर्ड आई थिंक इफ इफ यू आर नॉट ऑथेंटिकली क्लोज टू द प्रॉब्लम यू विल गेट टायर्ड एज अ फाउंडर that's true that's actually very well said uh, you know i can relate to it as well personally uh, so you talked about you know the product being uh, you know about your own experiences and also to some extent it, it, about this being personal for you so as of as and you are also ultimately uh, you know a woman entrepreneur yourself so so can you would you like to talk about some of the challenges that you faced as a woman entrepreneur in your journey you know uh, what 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 makes it difficult in india uh, to you know be, be uh, to run a company uh, as a, as a woman entrepreneur anything that you would like to share on those lines right so look i think as a society we have different standards for men you know i mean it may it may get uh it may it may get less stark but 
but as uh, as a woman you will always have some some things thrown at you for being one you know uh, i was talking to an investor yesterday somebody i really like and you know somebody who's rock star um, and and at this point in time i run two companies you know and i and obviously i do a bunch of things in the ecosystem so he was like not everybody can be a jack or an elon musk so you know so i think we always hold women to different standards we always will look at women as less capable and and uh, i've seen it play out practically you know at every phase of my life or the expectation is that women founders need to build businesses with much less capital or women founders like like we really celebrate when men fail have you ever heard a story of women founder failing and it being celebrated you will never hear it because we have double standards so you know and we have double standards everything you know like uh Uh, you know like like uh, you know i have uh, i sometimes joke with my senior colleagues who are men to say you know like there's still days where i will tell them why don't you go talk to this guy because he is an mcp and like you know he'll respond to you better he will you know so there's still you know and i've spent like a lifetime doing this so can you imagine somebody who doesn't work in the field is not so sort of you know clued in and is not sort of uh, you know all all teed up for for this environment it is it is uh you know we we have different standards to begin with and we are uh, like first time women founders they find it very very hard to raise funds you know if you're not connected to the ecosystem you're not from the boys club you didn't go to iit or you you're you know you're practically nobody in the ecosystem it's a very hard climb for you you know so and i think whether it is uh, raising money whether it is i think given in a room like we expect women to do a lot more housekeeping even in official environments right like you know so i think doing follow ups and organizing takes so i think there's just a lot of that uh, and th- these are these are very uh, unconscious biases right nobody's doing it on purpose they they're just programmed this way right that code has been written and fed into them and it's being sort of passed along you know in every every version now yeah and it's surprising you know so when 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 did this code actually happen who did this programming and you know when did it actually go into the dna and we we'll, we'll probably never know what do you think you know no we actually know uh, you know uh, and the bugs will kill me but remember mathi <laughs> like <laughs> so you know and of course i think look it's it 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 is hundreds and year hundreds of years of programming so it's That's not right. That's it's correct. not uh sort of you know and it it you can even trace it back to the to the to the you know uh, primitive age or so so forth but but the truth is we we've, we've we've uh i think the industrial age broke it a little bit but uh, i mean look there are countries who have reaped an economic dividend of breaking the gender barrier you know when the knowledge and information age came you know uh countries in scandinavia lapped it up to say we're going to create a more equal world like you know incorporating a foreign policy that's more gender equal incorporating economic policy that gender equal and uh and i'm still saying gender equal i'm not saying in favor of women i'm saying gender equal so you know create more spaces because what the shackles of patriarchy that grip women also grip men you know the burden of being a breadwinner or the burden of being 
a certain way, you know, men don't cry and men can't take leaves or men can't go on, you know, sabbaticals or men don't take parental leaves. These are all part of the same programming. So I think um, it's there and, and there is enough evidence that breaking this, this pattern and rewriting this code has enough merit. You know, it has economic merit. It has societal merit. It's it, it it creates richer, happier societies. So why are we not doing it enough? So then, and also one one of the interesting thought processes is that um, you know you talk about a few countries which have done that. You know, and they have seen the economic benefits of this of this change. So does it automatically mean that the society that Shiro's will eventually, or is it already? an international platform? Do you see uh, an audience, a big audience, perhaps leaving those, excluding those five, 10% countries as also potential, you know, um, potential areas where Shiro's can grow? Yeah, yeah. Actually, just before the pandemic happened, we were, we almost did a pilot in Japan. Okay. Oh, why not? Japan's another one of those countries where the gender gap between men and women is massive, you know. So you will you will rarely find a woman CEO in the Japanese corporate structures. You will rarely find women investors. So uh, so yes, I think look the 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 platform, the the product serves a core purpose, but it also uh, has has an accompanying philosophy behind it. Right? So you can really take it to any market where, where you know that women would benefit from it because the upside somebody in a gender equal society sees is far more than let's say an upside in a, in a more fairer world. Maybe the product is very different in a more, more, more sort of gender equal uh, society. But I mean, look, it kind of is valid in a lot of countries, Japan, Indonesia, Vietnam. All of all of Middle East, all of South Asia, you know. So I think Latin, for that matter, very very similar dynamic. Uh, yeah, and I think if you if you look at you know some of the published data from multilateral ag agencies, this this is really one of the largest challenges. Maybe after environment gender gap is the largest challenge facing us as as humanity today. Absolutely. And what do you, what do men think of shields? You know, <laughs> that's an interesting question, perhaps. So, well, so women will definitely appreciate it, but what about men? Well, I have to tell you the two kinds of men. So men who are allies, and we have some wonderful, wonderful allies. And we are here because uh, they get this, they get this big picture, and they get the vision. Uh, so clearly, I think that pool is fantastic. And uh, we've, uh, you know, they, they're partners, stakeholders, allies. But at the same time, as you know, internet's equally trolly and abusive and spammy. So I want to throw a statistic at you. Uh, so Shiro's is about today, as we speak today, about 24 million women across our network, across you know all the properties that we own. Uh, but in this process, uh, so because we're a women-only space, we 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 run machine learning algorithm to make sure men don't enter. We have enough investment in uh, you know spam and abuse control and giving user rights to make sure that the platform stays safe. As we speak, we have we have banned at least six million men from entering the platform. So you know, so it it tells you a lot more about what's going on out there. I think, um, yeah, I think like one of the constant challenges we have as a team is every time we ban somebody, they will go and write a poor review on the Play Store, right? Or they will they will try to hack into the ecosystem. But um, yeah, I guess these are parts of building this narrative. 
absolutely and among those 6 million if what if there were some allies as well no there aren't any allies that we have checked <laughs> okay. we have checks and balances in place okay yeah. so sorry you know so one of the things that i i mean i have this one belief of this one quote that i you know that i read often and i kind of believe in it which is that uh, you should be the change that you want to see right and so just want to understand from your perspective you know in an ideal world you know what does shiroz want to be what does sairi what is the big change in the world that sairi wants to see right you know like i think uh, as a startup also right like not just us it's a good thing if your problems keep changing right if your problems keep evolving you know so like it makes me really happy to see that remote work is kind of solved for uh, now right like or let's say the internet became far safer then we would have an opportunity to take a shot at other challenges right but look i think from where we stand one we want to provide enough surface area for a large number of women to find their space you know to find their emotional space and their financial space and today you know we reach 24 million women tomorrow we hope that this becomes you know 200 million and half a billion or whatever that number is so definitely increasing our surface area to make sure some of these you know some of these engines keep rolling so whether it is entrepreneurs whether it is you know making sure uh, there's something at the end of the tunnel but as a product and a platform you know you got to evolve every few quarters after every 18 months you got to sort of go back to the drawing board and you know do something with your product that makes it relevant right so so as a product one will keep evolving but as a mission as a as our vision i think that's very clear that there is still a large large opportunity to solve in the space of women's internet you know to increase the surface area of women's internet that's a big vision right and at some point you know if the world was an ideal place we wouldn't be here and that would be nice we would take a step and build in something else right but it isn't right so so uh, we got to keep at it and keep you know keep keep building things so and there are various ways to see problem right like i have i've been a founder most of my life uh and i i've always felt that hey need to do something with women founders last 3 years i've been running something called saturdays with sairi that's why you see me in office on the saturday because this is my day to catch up with the with the community and our ecosystem and uh i've spoken to so many women founders and the first check is very very hard right so as we speak have just set up uh, shiro's something called shiro's capital which is basically to help women get to their first check you know the first the hardest check ever right so there are various ways to solve a problem so sometimes it's capital sometimes it's support sometimes it's employment sometimes it's entrepreneurship sometimes it's just a cool fun place to like chill right so so you know that will keep evolving what we do will keep evolving why we do is probably the same absolutely it's very interesting thought that the ideal world there would be no shiros because it wouldn't have been required you know that is such a such a such an amazing way to put it actually we talked also you know noticed about your new venture mahila money which was i think previously called shiros money yeah. so if, if you can just talk a little bit about that you know just how what additional uh, you know what what are the additional benefits that you know you probably plan to offer the women community with this new venture and right. why is a separate venture why not just a part of the shiros platform that will that will be also very interesting to know 
yeah, I think two things. One, it's called Mahila Money because I think that's the world, world everyone identifies with. So fewer women know sheroes, but almost every woman out there in India knows Mahila, right? There is a certain referenceability. So we did start at Shiro's Money, but as we went, uh, you know, through through talking to more and more users, and as we sort of ran some of our early pilots, we were very clear. One, the scope and scale of this is passive. So we didn't want to sort of do off it uh, with, with uh, you know, making sure that uh, it's it's only tied to Shiro's. So, you know, sometimes you have to seed it and let the idea grow and not, not shadow it too much. So that's fun. What are we building? We're basically building a digital bank for women. We are building uh, one, uh, a community space. So we all know women have done massively well in community uh, microfinance setups, you know, whether it's JIT funds or kitty parties or whether it's self-help groups, those are social spaces that become money spaces, you know, but we haven't yet seen a digital version of that. Right? So, so think of it as a digital version of a, of a, you know, a community where women come for all things that impact their money decisions, you know, and money is a trigger, right? Money is embedded in our life in a major way, whether it is access to your first income, whether it is buying your first laptop, your first scooty, your own house, sending your child to college or learning a new skill. Money has a huge role to play. So what are we doing? We're basically setting up a bank that's that's very cognizant, cognizant of the lives and needs of women. And who are these women? Uh, so, of course, there are women like me who perhaps, you know, Citibank will be happy to serve. And then there are women that maybe are served by microfinance today. But if you look at the 200 million women who came online today, you know, who we call creators and resellers and uh, micro entrepreneurs and nano entrepreneurs or people who are setting up a business on WhatsApp or people. I mean, you look around on the Internet, right? Everybody's an entrepreneur. Everybody's selling something. Everybody's trying to get to some form of social mobility. So these are the women we serve. These are women who are, who are the as, aspiring women of India. You know, so like if I, if I was to give you an example, think of Sri Devi in English language, right? I mean, here's a woman who's perfectly there, right? But just imagine her walking into a bank and asking for a loan. Like, just imagine that experience, right? We know that it's going to be suboptimal. Or think of, you know, Dolly Auntie from Vicky Donor, right? So, I mean, just imagine Dolly Auntie being offered like a credit card from Citibank. Tough shot, right? So what I'm saying is that uh, there are women all around us, you know, in your society, the woman who irons your clothes, the woman who runs the next door beauty parlor, the woman who comes home to massage, the woman who delivers your food, the woman who's perhaps a child's tutor, you know, these are all working women, but they are not part of the corporate strata, which means they don't have the same financial footprint. And then there are women who who are probably invisible in their own homes, right? We all know a neighborhood auntie who does dabba, right? We all know of somebody who makes chocolate. We all know a home baker who runs a small business, but she wants to scale. India is sitting at the cusp of an entrepreneurial revolution, but all these entrepreneur, entrepreneurs need capital, you know, and they don't need venture capital. You know, they need capital to buy their next baking machine and their next yoga studio and things like that. Right? Who's going to finance that? You know, right? So, so I think Mahila Money is just set up for that. So, uh, access to loans, access to financial products, but more so, access to other women who are exactly on the same journey. 
let's say I took a loan to build a, a new beauty parlor. You know, I bought these these you know machines and I bought these fancy lights. It would be nice to talk to another woman who can tell me which is a good brand to buy. You know, how to price this. What are the things to keep in mind when setting up a beauty parlor, right? And and that's what communities do do for you, right? So that's exactly what we're doing with Myla Money. Uh, we're thinking of it as a, as a digital bank for women, uh, you know, and, and there are a lot of women out there who are not served by any segment of FinTech or banking today. So that's the audience and that's what we're doing. We're excited about it because it is, it, it is potentially a very large play. You know, it's also a, a very high impact play. You know, money makes a real difference on lives of women. So why not? Absolutely. Sounds super good. Um, and, you know, very excited to see this rollout and perhaps start impacting, you know, the lives of women, just, just, just as Shiroz has done in the past. Fantastic. And Sairi, perhaps my last question on a personal note, you know, what excites you apart from Shiroz, you know, as, a, as, as so for example, what does Sairi do on a Sunday? Oh, yes. So the other love of my life is yoga. I mean, if, okay. like one of my ambitions is to certify myself as a yoga teacher. I don't know, God, when will that happen? But uh, hopefully someday and um, and the other thing of course I love reading I mean if if I had my way I would sort of you know like read read like I mean I still read a fair bit but I would like to read a lot more um, and um, yeah I guess um, I do have a little bit of a Slavophile in me I speak Russian I follow that part of the world very closely I still enjoy that nostalgia and uh, a little bit of that, like for example, every Saturday they, there's a handle called the Sayevsky Saturday. So like I follow that religiously, and you know, just just something that I'm curious about. I I love that that whole uh, era and that that whole literature and stuff. So so that's something I really love. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not a lot beyond work to be honest, but small small little things that make me happy. Super. I think that that's, that sounds so cool. The yoga and the reading, I think just, just, you know, just adds to a lot of more perspective. I think just keeps you fit and also gives you a lot more perspective uh, in, in life as well. I think I, I, I mean, I'm not a big yoga fan, but I read a lot as well personally. So yeah, so can relate to that. Fantastic. So sorry, you know, that's pretty much it for, for, you know, for today's episode. Uh, thanks a lot for, you know, spending out an hour or so. I know it's a busy schedule. I can understand, you know, even with Saturdays, you have a lot of commitments, but you know, Thanks a lot for spending this time with us. And it's such a pleasure, such a joy for us to, you know, have you on the show. I'm sure, you know, a lot of, lot of our readers, a lot of our listeners will be uh, tremendously influenced, tremendously, you know, uh, tremendously encouraged by your journey and hopefully make a big impact uh, in the days to come. No, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.